Hey everyone, I'm Andra. And I'm Jackson. And today we are doing a follow-up episode from the last one that we did, which um, was all about the reasons why we quit our job. Um, and this is a 10-part series where we talk about different reasons why people may want to quit their job. Um, so today we're talking about do you quit your job or do you quit your manager? Yeah, so it was our first ever podcast, uh, our last one. And as Andre mentioned, we're going into 10 now. This one is one of those age-old sort of quotes that you hear around the corporate or startup traps, especially in sales. For, for me, I've heard this almost everywhere. You don't, you don't quit your job, you, you quit your boss. Now, I, for one, heard this at my very first sales job. And I think it probably what pushed me to be a good boss and make sure that no one, no one left me. Attrition is a, is a very real problem in companies, especially in sales. It's a tough it's a tough gig. Um, I've always tried to get the best out of people by understanding who they are individually, what they want to achieve in their life, and basically then trying to tailor the job to them rather than cast them to a mold and treat them as, um, you know, a, a herd of cattle or, you know, my assets that I'll manage off a spreadsheet. Basically, that's a sure way that they'll become a liability. Um, the, the, the first the first thing that I, I try and do is just get get to know them. So I honestly don't believe that though that in saying this that people do quit their jobs. It's not the only factor. I believe that they actually quit their companies. Ones that have deep seated um, cultural issues. Ones that have investor pressure that are always changing and ebbing and flowing from hype to negativity. Um, ones that have made poor decisions. Um, along the way and therefore haven't um, planned for scale. There's a multitude of reasons why people would leave their jobs even if they're friends with their manager. So I love this topic and I'm probably skewed um, more towards the the people quit people. Um, And we'll talk about that in a second, but I do wanna say, so I've actually had the benefit of being managed by Jackson because the way that we met is he actually hired me. And from there we went on and we um, started our own company together and we are now friends. Um, But I wanna say that everything that we're talking about is real and I could attest to that, for real. so do people quit their job or their bosses? So I'll talk about my opinion first and then- I mean, you've just had a pretty real experience over the last month. Yeah, yeah. So I have a people first philosophy. I think that to do great work, you have to be surrounded by awesome people and an awesome team. And that's how I do my best work, okay? I get that not everyone's a people person, but I am. Um, And I think not only in my last job, but in a lot of jobs, I've unfortunately had pretty shitty management. Um, for one for one reason or another. And I remember when I met you and I started working as a part of our team, it was such a big difference um, in the way that I guess we interacted as a team. And one big thing was that I found that you really, like it was like you cared about each of us individually. So there was five of us on the team in total, each of one of us very, very different. Um, but you really took the time to understand what motivated me and what was important to me and you tied that into the role really really well were you going to say something yeah i mean at the time that was sort of me managing my first team in our own startup Mm -hmm. so other management roles i've had have been within a actual structure 
where I've had managers above me and they sort of pass down, this is the way that you manage and whatnot. So I wasn't actually sure whether what I was doing was right, but it felt right because my gut told me that it is people first. If you make your people, um, they don't have to be your friends. It's not about making them like love you or want to go out on the beers with you or wanting to, you know, sit there and skip stones in the park. It's absolutely not about that. It's about, it's about respect and you can't demand their respect for you if you don't respect them as individuals. And I think, um, learning how to respect or have that transfer of respect is probably just listening. I think, it was important for me that as soon as each one of you in the team were, were brought in that I actually got to know you and understand you. And it's funny because there's still so much stuff that, that, that I don't know about you. It was just the other day that I was saying, Oh my God, I didn't know that, that, um, that your very first job was, was PR and stuff like that. But basically, and I knew you were damn good on, on video. I just thought, Oh, this is, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> this works out well, but, um, there's obviously 10 years experience there. Certain things like wanting to understand what your goals were for your career and what your goals were within the organization i think were really important because like you said all four all five of you had the exact same role so if i was to just manage the spreadsheet it'd be literally do this do that get x result you know get get 10 cold calls equals five meetings equals one sale things like that and that's i've I've been managed that way before and it's and it's pretty shitty however what was important is that actually you had a real passion for social media and PR, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Wonder where that come from. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had other guys in the team that were that were really big on, say, um, digital marketing funnels. And then you had others that were like huge relationship builders and had these ideas of how we could sort of sync the great minds of our industry together and get everyone working together for us. So in the end, each person had their own sort of targeted role, which I think not only is great for the individual, um, you know, the story that you shared, but that was amazing for me because I had five managers in my, in my team that have become really close to, to me as, as actually colleagues and then friends outside of that, that role as well. But each, like each having a specialist role within the unit rather than having a um, generalist role just kept everyone jumping out of bed in the morning. We were buzzing around on the phones at nights in the morning and everybody wanted to to rock up to work. And I think we got better results because of it. You know, we're an early stage startup that yeah. that was that was driven. So we were doing 8.30 a.m. meetings every single day and for most people, because we had to come in for Which basically an hour um, and then we would be out in meetings for the rest of the day. So I think in most organizations, the, if a team had to do that, they'd be like kicking and screaming and like, How why do I have to go in? Um, for an hour, but those meetings, like we were just buzzing and um, I was gonna say something, but now it slipped my mind. But it was along the lines of you, um, oh right, you you made sure that each of us were doing that specific role in the best way that we could. So for example, with me, you were like, this is your target, you know, what? How, how do you wanna hit it? And I was like, I do wanna use social media. I do wanna use my previous experience. And you were just like, yeah, go do it however you want. Use your natural skill set. And I really liked how you never limited me in the how. It was just like, this is our overall target. This is where, where we need to go as a team. Um, so I think it's something yeah. also that we've sort of started to heavily refine um, in our own work practices and with um, other team members in, the, in this last job is that, um, and this actually come from 
from my dad, who's a big football fan uh, and loved Michael Voss, who was the three-time captain of the of the three Brisbane premierships in the early 2000s. And it was stay in your lane. And we're like, where did this stay in your lane come from? And it was all about being um, allowed or supported to be a specialist in within your um, basic job description of sales, have this many sales, get X results, or at McDonald's, flip the cheeseburgers this way kind of thing. If you allow someone not to just go exactly by the book and allow them to be a specialist, they can or reinvent the, the, the playbook and make it work so much smoother. So the, the Michael Voss quote or speech was, uh, know your role, understand your role, play your role. So basically, if everybody just has their own role, like sports teams do, playing in different positions, an organization has so much more value to add rather than just having 20 salespeople or 20 chefs having all these layers of expertise off in their own, te- off in their own um, lane. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we had in the team. So looping it all back to do you quit um, your job or your boss, that would be one way how you would get away with, I guess, not quitting if you had a boss who tailored things towards you. Yeah, which you, which you did. Um, and another thing is like for me being a people person, I really take a look at the values of the people that I'm working with. And I think that working in a startup, for those of you listening, we, we sold software um, in the beauty industry. So it's, it's, you know, it's not fancy stuff, but we, we made it so. Um, but one of the things is, you know, in a startup, you have, there's difficult times. You have to have hard conversations. And I always admired that you always did the right thing by people and I think the whole organization did the right thing by our customers and um, clients and each other. Um, so the reason why I'm saying that is because again, that, that, that showed me that I was in the right place with the right people. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's, let's flip it on its head though and let's yeah. talk about if it wasn't that way. Yeah. And you know, you had targets, um, or not just you, like anyone, this doesn't, this is absolutely not a podcast just about sales, this is about Anything, management, right? whether yeah. it's Jobs, whether whatever. it was PR, whether it yeah. was being a builder, and you have to yeah. build X amount of houses in the year. At the end of the day, most things are managed on the bottom line. So it's like, well, we have to ride people, ride people till they hit that, rather than just being like, imagine if I can make them happy, and they'll just do it, and maybe they'll even get me twice what the bottom line or twice the result on the spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Because I've got like this charged up team I don't have to even motivate them anymore. So the flip side is obviously micromanagement, and that can get um, pretty ugly, I guess. What are the negative effects of, you know, to mindset, health, um, all of that to, to micromanagement, Andrew? Well, we're going to do another episode on that. Okay. Just a teaser, just, just teaser coming soon. <laughs> but um, I think I think it's just you just feel stifled. From I'll speak from my experience is I just feel stifled. I feel like I don't want to um, come with new ideas because I know they're going to be shut down anyway. I know they're not welcome. They're not invited. Um, and then it it really just causes me to kind of retract and go in a shell and try to do what I can to get a result, but it never comes from a place of enthusiasm. I'm a pretty enthusiastic person. I like to think so. I like to bring my A game. And if the organization doesn't allow me to do that or my manager doesn't allow me to do that, I personally believe they're losing out. Mm. And I'm definitely losing out. Do you think people, um, there'd be loads of people like in this country, maybe others that are quitting their jobs because they didn't get like 
a good enough Christmas bonus or didn't get the good like good commission or a good wage? Like, is that what's a, a key lever in people leaving companies? Or, or no, I think it's a lack of recognition, a lack of appreciation. Actually, I said that when I first met Jackson um, at my interview I don't know it was an interview I guess in a coffee shop and I think the one thing I said is appreciation goes a very long way for me and I really liked that that wasn't something that you forced later because you had remembered it it was who you were and that was really evident yeah I honestly yeah. don't remember that so well, um, I did I, I do I mean but yeah and the, I would say whole, that I mean, in, in any interview with anybody yeah yeah I, I think like Maybe if I had to remember that, it was probably less natural. And this is absolutely not about blowing my own horn, but I think it's basically just treat people the way that you want to be spe- um, treated yourself. You know, you've got two ears and one mouth. It's a pretty cliche saying, but that means listen twice as much as you talk. Even in sales, you you get to know that I talk a fair bit across the future podcasts. But if we actually just listen and show that level of compassion people will always be loyal. And I actually wasn't planned that, that Andrew would sit here and talk about me. So thanks for that, Andrew. But um, it wasn't me reinventing the wheel. You know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing at the, to- at the time of um, being a manager. I knew how to sell. I knew how to be good to people and, and I treated them the way that I wanted to be treated. And that's the crux of it. However, it wasn't like it had never happened in my life. There's, there's two guys that I've been really loyal to for, for five years. And that's because... And, and I was very green when they employed me. That's Matt and Nick, and we've done a startup together. We've launched products together and companies. And um, I, I was loyal to them because they never once micromanaged me. They always got the best out of me by just allowing me to learn. And if that meant to stumble um, and not give me the exact right answer, then then they did that. And so I'll be forever appreciative of that and at being kind to people, being caring and um not getting up in their grill when they're not hitting a target or if they if they fall once uh, is how people grow. So I thank them for that. And I think that's probably been passed on down through my team. And I hope that each and every one of those do the same thing in their careers. And that's the beauty of the ripple effect. Yeah, I, I love that. I love I love that ripple effect. And I also love the fact that um, it sounds like they believed in you. Right. And then as a result, you believed in us. Yeah, and again, that's why I that's why I never left. So yeah, I so, didn't I didn't quit my I didn't quit my job or my boss. Um, yeah, because it didn't feel like I even had a job or a boss. I was doing something that really inspired me. Now with that's, people that I really like. And now, love. now that's a freaking. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but that's like a genius thing to say. You didn't feel like you had a job or a boss. Yeah. Why is that not the norm? I mean, maybe that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> I think that's maybe, insane. Maybe, that's so maybe, good. maybe the eight billion effect is literally making sure that no one ever feels like they work another day in their life, yet the economy is pumping twice as hard as they ever did. I definitely, working working as a part of that team, never felt like I was working, not once. I remember on Sundays being like pumped for Mondays, being excited I mean, every single inspiring day. Inspiring people and helping them get out of bed every morning. Like, people don't want to sit on the couch. Everyone dreams about freedom and, you know, I've, I've done it for years. Like, oh, I'd love to, you know, jump out on a, on a hammock in Cuba and just work in, work in a cocktail like hut or something. But at the end of the day, I'd probably be bored after a couple of years So mm-hmm. uh, at max. Um, you know, you want to do fulfilling stuff. You want to create great change in the world. You want to be a part of the future um, or inspiring generation. So I think just get stripping it back to like that pure creation, allowing, allowing people to stay in their own lane, do great things, know their role and just, it has again, it has that ripple effect off and, and they 
and you hope that they do it. And if they don't, then they're probably foolish because they're going against anything that they've ever seen. Yeah. And I think that this is also what inspired this podcast is um, it's easy to talk about a dream of fulfillment um, as in this thing that could it exist. But the beauty of it is we actually have experienced that for not like a month or two, like a full year and a half of yeah. working together of that jumping out of bed, feeling like every day is a field trip kind of thing. So it's possible. And that's why we wanted to make this podcast to talk about these things, to normalize what you said, not feeling like you're going to work and not feeling like you're working with managers, you're working with friends. Yep. And yeah, again, it doesn't have to be friends doesn't mean that you're going out to the pub with them or that you have to have the, you know, the tightest knit relationship, but it, it literally means that there's a mutual respect and you both going to get the job done for each other. Um, I think that's what's that's what's important to us. Um, hope you guys got something out of it. Do you have anything else to add, Andra? Well, I just wanted your overall answer to that question because I, I think I went on about mine, but do you think people quit their job or their bosses? I think it's absolutely both. You think it's both? Yeah, I think you can have awful managers at which point you want to leave or um, even worse, people who don't leave get um, all sorts of anxiety, depression. Um, you know, there's a huge rise in, in, in our society with um, mental health concerns and it's, it's not okay that people are being um, treated like a, like a number or treated like they're stupid for not um, being able to fulfill a task or within a certain time or being asked to do things outside their job description or outside their um, their work hours, especially if they don't respect that person. Like that, there's nothing more painful than that. That ruins not only your own confidence or your own, um, you know, your own time in, in, your, in your, your own free time. It's actually uh, impedes on your, your personal relationships, your personal health, your motivation to go do a workout or, or whatnot. And it would be a really fast spiral to the, to the bottom if that happens. And then from the, um, from the jobs perspective, absolutely. There's so many companies out there that have awful cultures that just work, 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 grind you to the bone, you know, churn and burn, come in, do a task and then spit you out as soon as it's done. No, thank you. Uh, I heard a, I heard a tale actually on, on Friday night where a friend's, um, a friend's auntie had, had worked for a company for 30 years in the, um, in the, in the health department, at a private company though, and this could be a problem of a private company in a health department, but she worked for 30 years. Her husband passed away um, really quickly, never got a card or a letter or a commis- any sort of commiserations or, condol- or condolences um, after three decades of work. So the basic things um, go a very, very long way because people don't remember what you say to them. They remember how you make them feel. So a company also can do that. It's not just a boss. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it it still comes down to people because the people control the culture in a company. Yep. Um, But what about what about you? Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty much on the people side because I, I think that I I obviously do care about the work that I'm doing, but I think if I'm doing it with awesome people around that give me that space to be creative and um, we support each other, there's nothing that we can't do. Yeah, That's kind of my belief, but I do, I have seen it happen, obviously, being a part of a great team and then being um, asked to do work that you don't love, that also definitely wants, so I think the key, makes you want to quit as well. The key action item behind this is rather than just taking any old job that sounds like it has good pay or good commission or you know a car package 
literally starting to go out and rather than looking for a, a, a title or that dream company, it's going out and looking for, I want to be managed by that leader or I want to go to this company because they have these values. Now, this is another podcast in itself, but if you um, want the planet to be in a better shape than what it is now with um, single-use plastics, well, then I would I would imagine that it would be pretty harmful for your, for your end goal in your life if you were to go to work at a um, mining company's HR department because you're in HR and you could earn $200,000. Um, it would go against everything you're trying to achieve in your life, I would imagine. Um, so look for something that is around sustainability um, opposed to opposed to not. That would be my advice and there'll be more of that in, in future podcasts. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll take it over to you guys. We'd love to know, what do you guys think? Do you quit your job? Do you, or sorry, the company or do you quit your boss? What do you think is more important? Let us know. Adios.